This is the Earth Sky Woman podcast with your host, Tammy Brunk. Hello, beautiful listeners. I am speaking to you at the Leo full moon. It was exact earlier this afternoon, and it's the wolf moon. It was with the beehive cluster, so we have been receiving the uh, blessings from the bee nations from this um, incredible star cluster of about a thousand stars at the center of the crab constellation. So that's where that exact full moon was beaming to us from, and we're still, of course, feeling that. And um, so this is also lunar imbolc. It's the cross quarter, the point, the halfway point between the winter solstice and the spring equinox. And um, so I'm going to speak a little bit about this full moon, and then I'm also going to speak into the remainder of the month because it is a it's a big month with a lot of focus on the next two weeks. So before that, though, I wanted to read a poem that I had written when I first started when I first started dreaming into Earth Sky Woman, and it's funny I'd written it and then I I forgot about it, and my friend Lainey at a retreat that she had asked me to speak at, she had um, found it and unearthed it, and she read it aloud. So I'm going to read it for you now. Um, I think it speaks into the energies of this time that we are in right now, um, where, in fact, there is a great deal of feminine energy stirring under the surface of this much more expansive and much more masculine, airy, Aquarian Um, overlay. So the reason I say there's a lot of feminine energy is because at this full moon, we have Venus with Pluto. And that's a a very strong, magnetic, potent energy of transformation and purification in the sign of Capricorn. So Venus has finally met up with Pluto after um, having, you know, in moving through the sign of Capricorn as she is approaching the period in her morning star cycle where she enters the beams of the sun and where she, as the great goddess Inanna, and as she would have in many other cosmic uh, tales, the goddess. this is when the goddess enters the underworld for a ceremonial death and rebirth. So she and we are, in a sense, um, moving into a period of a another kind of octave under the surface of a of of a renewal of a death and rebirth uh, as Venus disappears from our view behind the sun at her furthest from the earth from February 14th until about May 5th 6th um, she'll be invisible for those of us who really love Venus and seeing her in the morning or evening sky we will miss her um, but in any case, so this is this is a very, um, very significant part of her cycle. And just as she's preparing to enter, she meets up with Pluto, and so it's kind of a, a foreshadowing of that, that medicine of the the deeper meeting of ourselves, which is something that we we are all invited to do, at this time as a kind of counterpoint, to the sometimes frenetic and um, in some ways what can be the sh- you could say uh, the shadow side of Aquarius which is a joke because 
Um, my teacher, Daniel Giamario, would always tell this joke about Aquarius that would go something like, what's the shadow of Aquarius? That Aquarius has no shadow. <laughs> Speaking into that spiritual bypass potential um, of Aquarius. So in any case, um, we are absolutely invited to to soar in, in the energies, to to expand into the spaciousness of Aquarius at this time. We know we need that oxygen. We need that air like I've been talking about. And somehow we also are learning to root deep into the, um, into the soil, into the, the depth of what is needing to be, um, what's needing to be unearthed, what's needing to be encountered, um, which might have to do with feelings of discomfort that might have to do with um, the places where we might be meeting parts of ourselves or the world around us that, that cause us sorrow or grief or regret. Um, I know that I've certainly been experiencing some of those things myself. Uh, so Venus is with Pluto today. That's a, a very, um, that's an activation we might be feeling that's intense. And we also have the a square between Venus and Pluto and Black Moon Lilith and Eris, which are conjunct today. So again, there's all this infusion of this very feminine energy coming through, and it's it's not the it's not the light, fluffy, pretty feminine that we're talking about here. This is this is the dark goddess medicine that she's unruly, she's wild, she is um, she is not going to make our lives comfortable until we're willing to face those elements of our, our inner being that we've been afraid to face, those aspects of our lives that we've been avoiding, those feelings, those emotions, those patterns, those habits that can take on a life of their own and that can cause us to live lives that are not really alive. That's the gift of the, um, the discordant, uh, warrior queen heiress and of black moon Lilith, who is the feral feminine. She is the aspect of the feminine who still has her claws and her teeth and her wings. And she remembers that she is as much animal as she is human. And so when we have that square dynamic aspect with Venus conjunct Pluto, there's a lot stirring under the surface that might not feel so fun. <laughs> So there's a lot of that feminine medicine that, um, and, and it's, it's in a counterpoint to this expansive Leo full moon in the beehive cluster with some sweetness there and, um, the sun conjunct Jupiter. So we have very interesting, um, at the same time, both and experience of expansiveness and the jubilation, the kind of enthusiastic energy wanting to move forward of Jupiter and Leo, which is always also uh, very action oriented and and can can feel good, can feel like the reminder that of this kind of fire of this um, this spark of life that we want to be able to uh, step into reminds us of our own divinity, that the Creator that lives inside of us. So so these are the more expansive and more spirit-oriented energies that we are invited to play with over these coming days. And then we 
also have that kind of that darker, deeper energy medicine of the feminine that that's kind of stirring under the surface. So, okay, the other thing about the feminine, the reason I say that there's so much of that under the surface is because it's also, as I mentioned, it's lunar in bulk. And the reason I, I call it lunar in bulk is because the full moon closest to the cross quarters were always one of the times that traditional people would have celebrated that season, um, that seasonal cr- uh, turning point. Um, there's also solar Samhain, which would be when the sun is exactly uh, poised between the the in the between the the time of the um, spring equinox and the winter solstice. So that's the more exact time of the of Imbolc. It's solar Imbolc. And so, for example, if you were to go to a great stone circle like Stonehenge or another circle that was aligned to the cross quarters, you would see the the solar alignment occurring at that site at um, the the solar in bulk, uh, not the traditionally observed day, which would be February second. So that's Tuesday of next week is is in bulk. That's when most of us are going to celebrate it. But then it's actually the fourth, I believe, that it's it's exact. So we can feel that in our bodies sometimes, especially when it has to do with the sun and where the sun is in relation to the earth, the angle of the sun, the length of the days and nights. Um, that's something that is kinesthetic we can really experience. So so there are like three days that we can, uh, there's a span of time in a sense that we can celebrate in bulk. And that's really beginning today and through uh, the period around the 4th, 5th of February. And of course, the cross quarters are magical time. They're the witching time. They are those those um, turning points that are a bit more mysterious than the, the solstice and the equinox points. You know, people, we understand it's it's like our, our ancestors would have, would have celebrated the equinox and solstice points as more of a public you know, the larger kind of festivals and, and yes, the cross quarters in some cultures as well. But the cross quarters also had a bit more of that feminine kind of hidden flavor. There's more of the mystery that that flows into and through those points in time. It's, there's a more subtle energy that we can tune into. And and so what I love and I think many of us love about Imbolc is is that it's the time that we can really celebrate the goddess Brigid or um, she who became Saint Bridget. And I've been thinking about this today as a a kind of peacemaking inside of myself. And I won't say because there's some Eris and some Black Moon Lilith and Pluto, the dark goddess stirring in me even as I say it, but but I will say that I've been feeling today the the in a sense the brilliance of the way that in the syncretic um, manner, the way that the indigenous um, wisdom and gods and goddesses, deities, spirits of the land, within the context of Catholicism, they they couldn't be completely killed or suppressed. They They simply could not be because that energy is so alive and so present. And so it took on a new form, and that's not any more true anywhere than with Bridget, who is one of the most beloved um, Celtic um, deities. And St. Bridget, of course, is the the more modern 
representation of her, the the one who was was claimed by the church, but that that still has that living energy of the original uh, pagan goddess deity figure in the pagan traditions of ancient Europe. And if you want to think about who Bridget was, there's so much that we can talk about, but to be very simple, I just want to speak to the way that she is the one who keeps the fire burning. She is the one who's connected to the eternal flame. And so that energy resonates very much with this Leo full moon as well. And it, it, in the midst of so much air and so much, so much uh, earth that we've been coming out of, we can welcome that brightness, that light that le- lives in each one of us as this um this living medicine this living energy that lives in each one of us that that much of our life path has to do with recovering access to that beautiful light inside of us in a world that so often um for whatever reason is has many forces that would that would act to to dim to cover um, that 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 internal light, that light of the spirit that lives inside of each of us, that spark. Um, and so Bridget is is that that medicine of that that light, that true light that lives in each one of us. So we can honor that and honor the element of fire as this warming and illuminating medicine that we can connect to in this season. And it's it's a, it's a beautiful thing to connect to, at least here in the north, when it's otherwise seasonally in many places it's pretty gray. It's it's a time when you need to remember the that you need to enjoy if you have it. And I'm really lucky to have an actual fire, um, the hearth fire, and the the warmth that comes from um, that that eternal flame that we we are each here to carry and that we are each here to uncover and share with the rest of the world. So um, so it's in bulk. And there's a lot more that's happening over the course of the next couple of weeks. We have Mercury stationing retrograde on Saturday, this Saturday the 30th, which means we're already feeling that. You know, it, it entered its shadow earlier. And and as of now, it's if you could see it in the sky, which some can see it, um, you you would observe that it's pretty much appears to be in the same position over a period of days. It's not moving and it's quite close to the earth. That's something to understand about retrograde. When planets station retrograde and direct it's because they're at a time when they're very close to the earth. So we feel them more personally, more, more powerfully, more potently. So Mercury is stationing retrograde. And, and when it does on Saturday, it is, that basically means that we, we've had all the planets stationing direct so all it's like all the planets are whooshing forward since oh gosh I can't remember the date it was about about a week and a half ago last two Thursdays ago so um so we've had all the planets moving forward so there's been this very accelerated kind of energy on some level um and and now Mercury's kind of slowing that down but then when Mercury moves, stations direct on the, let's see, on the 20th, February 20th, at that point, all the planets again will be moving forward together until February 17th. I'm sorry, 
until April 27th. So that is a, um, that is a, a time, um, a period where there's, it's, it's for us in a sense, this is, this is an interesting kind of way of looking at it and feeling it. It is a time for us to be unified um, in our in, and to be coherent. It's a time where when we can paradoxically honor the depths and the heights and the complexities that live inside of us, it, there's an energy that we can tap into that helps us flow forward. In in a very dynamic in a more easeful way, so it's when there's so much rushing energy, it is a time where it is important to stay awake and pay attention, because whatever it is that because it's a time where if you get cross if you get crossways with that current, when you get and we will do it. When you get caught in patterns, old patterns of um, getting too caught in fear and anxiety for too long or in a, in a big whoosh, which again, we will do it. It's simply that it's much more uncomfortable when you have so much energy moving forward. So again, it's, it's, it's time for us to continue to go to the practices that help us to uh, maintain coherence and center to the degree that that's possible. And and that isn't just about feeling good all the time, by the way. It's more about really learning, really truly learning to um, be with what is, and and to to be with who we are, where we are, and to take action from that place, rather than living in such a a, a zone of resistance, which is in a way what we're trained into and what our minds like to do. So what else? We're going to have a new moon, February 11th, I believe. And that, that time period um, leading up to that, Venus, even this, this coming uh, Monday, the 1st, is moving into Aquarius. So then we will have the Sun, Venus, Mercury, uh, Saturn, and Jupiter all in Aquarius. So this whole stellium in Aquarius. And then with the new moon on the 11th, that's then that's um, six planets plus Vesta in Aquarius. So that's a lot of Aquarian energy that we're moving into. And, um, but at the same time, again, of course, we've got Venus entering the underworld on the 14th. So at, that adds more of the down and in experience um, as a counterpoint to that more up and out, light, expansive, spacious, celestial energy of Aquarius. And so... It's it's really a time to be learning to again hold the both and you know this is an invitation to us in this time in general hold the both and and we also have Saturn preparing to come into a square with Uranus which is one of the big features of 2021 is that that will happen three times and and that is a lot of that kind of rumbling energy that we're feeling. Um, of again, it's part of that that rattling, that rumbling, that um, unsettled experience because we need and some that is important in some sense for us to to learn to flow with change because change is needed. Um, deep change, deep fundamental change is needed and and so um, it's it's important to 
to understand that and also to understand that there is there are things that we can control there are elements in our lives and our time the way we use our time the way we use our thoughts that we can we can practice becoming more conscious of and so that we can make clearer choices <laughs> um you know as if we're in complete control of our minds i don't think that's really how it works but um there are there are areas where we can be more empowered and we can kind of even in some areas there are times and in periods where it's incredibly important to know how to command a situation and to actually choose to say okay i choose to take this action i choose to think in this way and then there are many other forces in our world right now that we can get swept up in and lose our center very easily and so this is what you know, there, it's to have a lot of compassion for what it means to be a human being right now. Because, because we're, we're really being called to be part of this change and we know that. I think most of us sense, feel, and know that being with these times means to, to, to be in these times in such a way that we are feeling aligned and we are feeling in the flow of life means to become creators. And when I say that, I, I mean in some way, shape, or form, it's essential for us to become part of that new emergent um, energy that is remaking our world, that is tending, reweaving the fabric of, of human culture and of our shared collective reality. And so it it, it is for us to each be moving into where our place is in that great unfolding. And and the more we can the more we can be with what is from a place of self-compassion and trust, the more quickly we can identify what the next actions and what the and move into those places where we have more of a sense for what we're here for and what actions take us toward that. But I say that understanding that that those of us who are visionaries and dreamers, I've had a very recent experience with this, there, there can be a great deal of heartbreak right now in that realm when we are attached to outcomes that are very specific and tied to um, a very clear agenda. There's the the hallmark of now is moving targets is becoming intimately familiar with the nature of change and and learning to adapt learning to move and shift and change and adapt with the the flow of life rather than moving into a place of rigidity and and trying to force the world into the shape we want it to be and i say this as a person who is really good at trying to do that and it is exhausting, especially exhausting right now. So for us to be willing from moment to moment to ask, what is it that is for me to do in this moment? Who is it that I am wanting? How is it that I am wanting to, to express? And how do I, and, and what do I want in this situation? What, what do I want my contribution to be in? And in, in truly, it, it's, it's, it's some stage, it's even more, it's more about trusting that we're led and, and taking the next right action and the next right action. And, 
and 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 you know but just to understand that when there's a lot of a lot of discomfort and a lot that comes up that feels uncomfortable or painful when we do take action and we have repercussions that don't feel as we would wish them to um it's to have a lot of again a lot of self-compassion because we're in a kind of awkward place where we do need to obviously as always make choices uh, be the creators we're here to be and yet as we're moving forward and and affecting change and and trying to make things you know create something new it's just we we have to create a lot of grace around that for things to shift and take different shape and and be more moved by spirit and to be in a real dance with that i'm not saying that that's in any way easy and sometimes it's elegant and sometimes it's not in any case um Okay, I'm going to read my poem as I wrap up here because I think we're pretty close to time. Um, so here it is. This poem, I think, really can kind of hold some of the medicine of of what it is. And I want to say, I'm going to change some of the language of this because I'm so, I'm so grateful for the men in this circle who, who listen, who connect, who, you know, I know that I call this the Earth Sky Woman podcast I kind of struggled with that. I also knew that I set really clear intent that this be an open space for women and for men. Um, we need our men to be present with us, to stand with us. So I'm going to change the language a little bit. Or actually, you know what, I'm not going to. But um, men, because it's going to make it a little awkward. Let's see how this goes. <laughs> okay, I am going to change it. For my sisters and brothers of earth and sky. Stop living on the surface of things, sister, brother of my heart. Go down to the root of yourself. See and know it for the first time. Make a home for yourself there. Visit often. Make an offering of your tears, words of kindness, sincere compassion, and heartfelt joy. When your life extends from the home root of your soul self, it is true and strong. You will grow wings, yes. Your spirit will soar, yes. Yet you will remain always sourced in the true heart of life. Here you know the thousand things worth knowing. When from this place you offer your words of grief praise and the sacred dark light at the center of your being, the whole world exhales in great relief. Sky welcomes your outstretched arms. Moon sings for you, remembering your lost parts. And stars speak to you once again in the language of kinship, lovers, sisters, brothers, grandfathers, and grandmothers. So that is my offering for you. And I just send to each of you so much love and and may your walk in these days and these coming days and weeks may you feel deeply rooted in what is true and may you rise up into the powerful creators from that source of of love um, for for the whole family of life that we're here to serve may you find your way and may we find it together so much love <laughs>